Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment and credible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. Hey guys, it is mid-major mania time. Yeah, it's mid-major mania time because we're going to talk about the mid-majors today. Look, everyone's going to get into the big six conferences, right? Everyone's going to look at them. And when you're filling out your brackets and bracketology and when the selection show comes, you're going to see eight, nine, ten teams from the Big Ten, maybe eight, nine, ten teams from the Big 12. You're going to see a bunch of teams from the Pac-12, four or five teams from the ACC again, again, three, four teams from the Big East. I mean, it's going to be most of the field of 68, all filled with the big six, and everyone's going to concentrate on the big six. And let's be honest, when you're talking about the big six, what's going to happen? Everyone's going to put them in the bit in the final four. Most of your teams, I would say almost all of everyone's teams, is going to be in the Elite Eight, are going to be from the big six conferences. Maybe, maybe Gonzaga or St. Mary's squeaks in, uh, which I don't consider mid-majors, oh, by the way, specifically Gonzaga with the money that they spend. So... What I want to do is talk about the mid-majors because early on in the tournament, you could make a lot of money on these mid-majors, but you have to know what you're talking about. Now, besides just making money on the tournament, you can make money on their conference tournaments, which starts on Monday. I'm recording this early in the week. I want to give you guys a little bit of time to make sure that you can jump on it as well. So I'll give you my thoughts about each tournament, the schedule of the tournaments, and what is going on with them because a lot of people wait until right about now to get into the mid-majors. I can tell you, look, I have a, a show on Believe Podcast, uh, Believe Network. It's not a, only a podcast network anymore. On the Believe Networks, which is Believe in the Ivy League. I do nothing but Ivy League stuff, right? I have uh, worked in Las Vegas for 20 years. Mountain West coverage. We talk about UNLV every Saturday and Sunday night that they're playing, right? So I, I have my heart set there. I have made a ton of money. I mean, an absolute ton of money on the American East Conference, the Sun Belt. All of these conferences, the Big West, all these conferences are money-making opportunities if you understand the teams. And then, once you get into the big tournament, well, you could make money like I did. Oral Roberts, Moneyline, first two weekends, first two games on the first weekend. That was just a couple of uh, years ago. And look, I gave it to everybody that was listening. I loved Oral Roberts because they had the shooter. They had uh, the one-two punch. We will get into all of that to give you the tools. So I want you to concentrate on not only, well, will I take this team in a week or so when the conference tournament comes out, are, are finished, and when the, the big tournament comes out, but no, during their conference tournaments, you could take them and make some money as well. So first, let me give you the schedule here. American East Tournament, uh, quarterfinals start on March 4th. Championship is March 11th. American Athletic Conference, March 9th, they start. The championship is on March 12th. The A-10, the Atlantic 10, March 7th is the first round, so they go 7, 8, 9. The 12th is the championship. The A-Sun, the 27th, like I said, that's gonna that was Monday, right? I don't know when you're going to watch this. I'm recording this on Monday to get this in, but that was uh, going to start on Monday. The A-Sun championship is on March 5th. The Big Sky, March 4th, championship on the 8th. The Big South, March 1st, championship on the 5th. The Big West, March 7th, championship on on the 11th, the CAA, March 3rd, championships the 7th, Conference USA, the 8th, the 11th, Horizon League, the 28th. And this is this is weird because Horizon League is on campus sites. So it's not uh, just a, one gym and everybody goes, no, no, no. It's on campus sites. 
Horizon League 28th and the 2nd, and then the championship is on the 7th. The Ivy League tournament, March 11th, and then it's 12th. It's only a four-team tournament. The MAC, the 7th, and then the champions on the 11th. The, the MAAC, the MAC is the 9th, and then the 11th. The MEAC, the 8th and the 9th, it starts, and then the 11th. Missouri Valley is the 2nd and the 5th. The Mountain West held in Las Vegas, and that's on UNLV's home floor. The 8th and the 11th, the Northeast, the 1st and the 7th, the Ohio Valley, the 1st and the 4th. The Patriot League is the 28th and the 8th. The Southern is the 3rd and the 6th. The Southland is the 5th and the 8th. The SWAC is the 8th and the 11th. The Summit League is the 3rd and the 7th. Sunbelt is the 28th and the 6th. The West Coast is the 2nd and the 7th, and the WAC is the 7th and the 11th. Got all that? Great. Okay. Well, just so you understand, you know, uh, where we're starting. We're, we're starting right away. It gets right into conference tournament time. Some of these teams you have to look at and you go, wow, it's going to be a long time off. Some of them, wow, it's going to be a grueling schedule. Well, we have a lot going on when we're talking about the, these things. So let's talk about that ASUN conference that I did mention. And I'm not going to get into every team here, guys. Maybe I mentioned a team that doesn't win that conference tournament, but um, or I leave one out. But I want to talk about just the teams that I think are are a dangerous team moving forward. Um, Lipscomb can have a good, solid 1920 wins going into the tournament. I don't really think that they're overall dangerous. Look, this team simply can't win away from home, 13-2 and two at home. And you'll see that a lot, a, a lot. I did a lot of Mountain West coverage, and you'll see that a lot where the teams just can't win away this year, 6-10 and 10 away. Uh, I don't believe in Stetson. I don't really believe in Eastern Kentucky. To me, this is two teams. Kennesaw State and Liberty both tied for first. Uh, Kennesaw State and Liberty both 15-3 and three in conference, 23-8 and eight and 24-7. and seven. One of these teams is going to win 23 games and not get an automatic bid. Now, I wish that we, we did get automatic bids. I wish we were lived in a world, but it's not. I give the slight edge to Liberty. I know that Kennesaw is the, I guess, the fun conference, uh, the fun team in the conference, uh, but Liberty has been more consistent. I, I find it a travesty that they're going to win 25, 26 games and not make a, an automatic bid if they don't win the tournament. But I think that they know that, and they're going to try to go out there, really do something. And can they win a first-round game? Can they beat a, you know, a team as a 15? Maybe. I, I don't think that Liberty has the guns this year. Well, I'll be taking them. But I do like them if they're getting big money and people are underrating them. How about the American East? I told you I made a lot of money over the last couple of years in the American East. Vermont is one of my big cash cows. I really, I made money on Vermont's team total. Nine out of 10 games uh, losing last game, but nine out of 10 games in a row. I mean, I, I just was loving this team and they are the class of the, of the conference. Now, can they lose to a UMass Lowell who has found their offense recently? Sure. Can they lose to a Bryant? Well, they just did lose to a Bryant. How about a Binghamton, a New Hampshire? Nah, I just don't think so. Look, to me, it's Vermont and everybody else. Vermont started off slow. They had... Uh, you know, a little bit of problems. Then they go out there, they win 11 games in a row, looking really good in a situation where they are all also getting healthier. Now, I'm not going to talk about the American Athletic Conference because obviously Houston, they're the number one team in the country. I mean, they're going to be a number one overall seed. You do have the Memphises of the world that can squeak in there, and I think that they do with 22, 23 wins. But I, I don't think it, it's going to overly be a team that I'm going to be watching. Tulane is an interesting team. They can score. Uh, Cincinnati, obviously, is always there. There's a chance that they can get 20 wins, but it's kind of Houston and everybody else there. How about the A-10? A-10 is, is 
usually a very deep conference. And this year, you look at the A-10, and you look at the A-10, and you go, yeah, you got uh, seven teams within four games of each other. You have uh, most of the conferences within, like, six games of each other. Uh, VCU is on top of 13-3. and three. They are trying to establish that they are the class of the conference, 22-7 and seven overall. But I think that Dayton, look, Dayton had some problems early on. They lost to UNLV early in the season. A lot of guys were missing in that game. Their 19-10 and 10 record is not indicative of what this team can be. I think that Dayton can be something interesting moving forward. I think Dayton can certainly win the A-10 conference, absolutely. And do I think that uh, I'll be taking Dayton if they are an underdog in the A-10 conference? Yeah, absolutely. Even if they take on a VCU, I think they can win. Fordham is the fun the fun story of the year. Uh, Fordham sitting here 23-6. and six. I wish they could get an automatic bid. I don't think they have the guns to win the A-10 tournament. I, I just don't. Um, but can you leave Fordham out if they win 24, 25 games? The tournament committee certainly can, but I certainly shouldn't. I think you have to just really, really go crazy for Fordham. The problem here, you want to poke holes in Fordham? Sure, we could do that. They've had 10 road games, and they're 6-4. and 17-2 and two at home, but they've had 10 road games. So that's poking some holes. St. Louis is always a fun team with 19 wins. Duquesne, 19 wins as well. You go to uh, the... Big Sky Conference. Well, Eastern Washington was undefeated in the Big Sky Conference at 16-0. They lose their second-to-last game of the year. They they go to 16-1 and in that spot. And I think they took a little shine off of this Eastern Washington team. Look, they're still 22-8, and and they are the first-place team in this conference. No problem. They are 11-0 going into today at home. I know they have a home game tonight, right? So they, they are the class of the conference. But that doesn't mean a Montana State can't knock them off. Just for an example, you know, my Montana State's sitting here with 21 wins. Uh, Weber State is always in there. Montana is a decent team, good defense. But I really think that, look, this to me is an Eastern Washington-Montana State 1-2 battle where Eastern Washington should be the class of the conference to pull out on top. You see, I don't like a lot of underdogs when it comes down to these, you know, maybe a Dayton here or there so far. I will get into the teams that I think that can upset that are not sitting in first place. Let's talk about the Big South Conference, the Asheville Bulldogs, up and down team, 24 and 7, sure, but I'm talking about pace of play, very up and down pace of play. 13 and 0 at home. That speaks to something going to the Big South. Longwood, hey, welcome to the, the league. Longwood Lancers with a good 20 win season. Dangerous, dangerous team. Now, they're only 500 away, but I don't care. Uh, UNC Asheville has won six games in a row. Longwood has that feeling of the uh-oh team, right? People are scared of them. Radford, I'm not overly scared of. Uh, South Carolina Upstate, uh, you know, they, 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 they're they miserable away. I mean, they're they're 4-12 and 12 away. I don't see anybody up. You, usually this is a Winthrop con- conference. Uh, Campbell sometimes has been in there, and maybe, you know, that that's a danger. I, I don't think so, not this year. Let's go to the Big West. This is the conference where I see an upset happening. I'll tell you who I like. Look, the Big West has... UNC Irvine, UC Riverside, UC Santa Barbara, all tied at 13-5 and in conference. Then Cal State Fulton is one game back. Hawaii's one game back. The Aggies are two and a half games back. Long Beach State is three games back. I mean, you know, and you're talking about uh, Irvine, 20 wins. Riverside, 20 wins. Santa Barbara, 22 wins. Hawaii's got 21 wins. A couple of games left on the docket. I could see Hawaii winning 23 games here. And, And to me... They are the dangerous team. They are battle-tested. I know that people go, well, they can't win away from home. Look, they're 5-3 and three away. They don't, they don't have a lot of opportunities to show that they can win away, but I think that they are better than just this pure home team. They're a 21-win team. This is a, a spot where I know everyone's looking at Irvine and Riverside, 
I think it's Santa Barbara or Hawaii, and Santa Barbara's not going on a ledge. Uh, but I'm going to look at Hawaii. Cal State, by the way, has won six straight as of me recording this. So maybe they're getting back into the fray. Big West is going to be wild. Their, their conference tournament is in Las Vegas. It is going to be a wild tournament. Like I said, I'm leaning Hawaii, maybe because I'm rooting for Hawaii, I guess. I'm leaning Hawaii, but I like them. And I think I'm going to be catching points in a lot of games. If they go up against Irvine, they're catching points. They go up against Riverside, they're catching points. They go up against Santa Barbara, that might be a tough spot. But again, they'll be catching points. And you look at what Hawaii has done. You know, their losses, uh, Riverside lost by two. Fullerton lost by one. Uh, UC Davis, they, they lost by a little bit. Um, basically, seven-point loss to Fullerton earlier in the season. Uh, a, a uh, An eight-point loss to, to Riverside earlier in the season. A two-point loss here. A three-point loss to Yale. Guys, you hear what I'm saying, right? Three points here, two points there, two points here, two points. Their worst losses are like seven, eight, eight points. If you're getting points in the Big, big West with Hawaii, take the points. That is a key. Let's go to the Colonial Athletic here. Hofstra, their offense is always really good. They're a well-coached team, 23-win team. Their offense has absolutely exploded. They have won 11 games in a row. Do not sleep on the Hofstra pride right now. They are top of the division, and everyone's looking at Charleston because for the entire year, Charleston, 28 wins. Charleston could maybe win 29 or 30 games and not make the tournament. Come on, get out of here. Hofstra should go on, and right now they are red hot. If Hofstra should go on to win this tournament, Charleston should get an automatic bid. I'm screaming at you tournament people. They should get an automatic bid. But I think this is a really good contest. I mean, Charleston has had the better record and the better resume on the year. 11 straight wins against, by the way, seven straight wins. Hofstra Charleston's what everyone wants to see. Now, Townsend might throw something in there. I've been on Wilmington as well. I think Wilmington, with their 22 wins, is a little underrated here. I think Wilmington has gotten a little forgotten because of how good the top of the conference can be. If you want an underdog here, not for the, the big tournament, where I think Charleston and, and uh, Hofstra can certainly both make it, not for the big tournament, but if you want a Colonial Athletic Conference kind of underdog to take, Wilmington's my team. And I think if Wilmington gets into the tournament, maybe maybe they'll be a little too underrated. Now, not to win a game, but you know, maybe they'll be getting uh, 12, 15 points, something like that, and they can keep it close. Kind of my Hawaii theory. Conference USA, FAU's on top of 26 wins. Again, a, a team that I wish would just get an automatic bid. North Texas has had a real good year at 23 and 6. They can win on the road too at 9 and 3. Five wins in a row for the UAB Blazers brings them to 22 wins. And that's kind of the conference. Look, I think it's FAU's to, to lose here. But North Texas gives me some worries if I am that team. How about the Horizon League? Horizon League, Youngstown State, Milwaukee Panthers, Cleveland State, Northern Kentucky are all separated by one game. Yeah, 23 wins, 20 wins, 19 wins, 19 wins. It's been a good year for the Horizon League. It really has been a very good year. Now, I'll say this about Milwaukee. Under 500 at home, I don't like that. Northern Kentucky can be dangerous. Northern Kentucky's playing on the first weekend, and I kind of have them in the championship game against Youngstown State. Something to watch there. The Ivy League tournament. Guys, I have talked about the Ivy League tournament at uh, just ridiculous lengths on my uh, on my private channel here. Guys, you go check out Believe Network. Believe in the Ivy League. I went real in-depth about this. Yale, Princeton, and Penn are all tied for first, and then Brown and Cornell are going to battle it out to see who gets that last playoff spot, although it really looks like it's going to be Browns, but they don't really have a shot. Look, every projection, every bracketology that you see has Yale going in. 
I think that they are the worst of these three teams just because of this. Look, if Penn, Penn takes on Princeton this weekend, if Penn wins this game, they have won nine games in a row going into the tournament. How are you going to bet against a team winning nine games in a row? And their offense has been on fire. They scored 89, 90 points the last two weeks and five of the last six weeks. They are well into the 80s. Their offense is unstoppable. Then you look at Princeton. Princeton finished off at Cambridge last Saturday, okay? They played in Harvard last Saturday, and they turned around, and they have they don't have to go home anymore. The Ivy League Conference Tournament, the last game, by the way, is Princeton uh, against Penn in Princeton. And then the Ivy League Conference Tournament is in Princeton. Those kids are sleeping in the bed for the rest of the year, and they have been since last week. I think that, that is a huge step up for Princeton as well. Let's go to the Metro Athletic Iona sitting here with 22 and 7. They're going to win the regular season title, but Riders right there, Sienna. Look, I think I it's this is Iona and nobody else. We don't even have to talk about anybody else. The Mid-American Conference has been fun. It's been a lot of scoring this year. Toledo, Kent State, Akron, Ball State, all separated by three. By the way, Buffalo, Eastern Michigan has made me money because they just cannot defend anybody. But look at the home records. I talked about Mountain West. How about the Mid-American Conference? 13 and 1 for Toledo at home this year. 13-1 for Toledo, 13-0 for Kent State, 14-1 for Akron, 12-1 for Ball State, 13-1 for Ohio. I, 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 you got to even go 10-4 with Buffalo. But let's look at the road record. Toledo's 8-3. They could win at home. Uh, we win on the road. 9-6 Kent State, 5-5 five five Akron, 6-6 six six Ball State, 4-10 Ohio, 2-9 Buffalo. Toledo and Kent State are, are the class of this conference because they could win on the road. And you look at... Uh, both of them at 23 and 6. You have to give Toledo the edge. I keep talking about winning streaks and going into the conference tournaments hot. Toledo's won 13 games in a row, guys. 13 games in a row. Mid-America, a Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. Howard and Norfolk State tied at the top. Maryland Eastern Shore is backed by one North Carolina Central Eagles by one. Look, I've been on Norfolk State all year long, right? Their 20 wins are impressive. 10 and 2 at home. Now they have stumbled. Nobody in this conference has a winning record on the road. Nobody. Let me repeat that. Not one team in this conference has a winning road record, so I don't really look at that. Now, I know North Carolina Central Eagles, they're all red hot. They've won five in a row. Give me Norfolk State out here. Missouri Valley Conference, Bradley just beat, just won, right? They just beat Drake, but Drake seems to be the team that everybody wants. 23-8 and eight against 24-7. and seven. Drake is the team that has the momentum. I still think Belmont can be a player here. I, I, I've liked Belmont all year long. I know a lot of people that like Indiana State. This is one of those crazy conferences. Absolutely crazy. But Bradley's won 10 games in a row. Bradley's been here before. Bradley knows what they're doing. I think you've got to give the edge to Bradley. But this, this is one I'm staying away from. I can see quite a few teams pulling out at what should be an exciting conference there. San Diego State. Boise State, Nevada, Utah State, they're all hoping for automatic bids into the tournament. I've been reading projections, and people in the Mountain West really do believe that this could be a four-bid conference. I don't think so. Look, Boise State has a rough road. they got to take on San Diego State, and then at the end, they're taking on another tough team to finish it off. Boise State's in a predicament where, yeah, they're only two games back. they got 22 wins. But they almost have to do something in the Mountain West tournament. Look, San Diego State's in. Okay, we don't have to talk about it. If you want to talk about Mountain West tournament champions, uh, San Diego State's going to be in. They're going to be the, the pr pretty heavy favorites here. But Utah State's been impressive, and Nevada's been impressive. Boise State has not. I think Boise State's on the outside looking in. But all of that can change if they beat San Diego State. Whoever wins the conference tournament is obviously going with San Diego State, unless it's San Diego State. I think this is a three-big conference, no matter what. So. When you're looking at the Mountain West Conference Tournament, Boise State's going to feel like we have to win this thing. 
okay? But they might be so in the doldrums. They have really fallen off, like New Mexico has, has fallen off. UNLV's on their home floor. I get it. No value there. No value in San Jose State. It's Utah State or Nevada for me if you wanted to take an underdog because I just don't buy into Boise State, and I have for a lot of the year. Northeast Conference, Merrimack has a two-game lead over Fairleigh Dickinson, Stony Hill Skyhawks, uh, St. Francis Red Flash. Nobody really here is jumping out. Look, at the end of the day, you know, you got two teams over, well, you got one team over 517 and 14 overall. Merrimack's leading with a 15 and 16 overall record. Um, none of these teams are impressing me in any way, shape, or form. Do something different with your money. Ohio Valley Conference. Moorhead State has an uh, edge on Tennessee Tech. UT Sky, uh, Skyhawks, Tennessee State. Again, 21-win Moorhead State stands above the rest. But Tennessee Tech is in second place with an under 500 record. I know you got a couple 18-win teams. 4-11 uh, and 11 on the road just doesn't impress me. Like I said, we've said this with a lot of conferences before. Not one team in this conference has a winning record on the road. Not one team in this conference has a 500 record on the road. So Moorhead State makes a lot of sense. You go to the Patriot League, Colgate and everybody else. They have a six-game lead. Colgate is 17-1 and one in conference. Colgate is 23-8. and eight. Colgate is won six games in a row. Colgate can win on the road at 11 and four. Colgate clearly wins at home at 11 and two. Colgate, Colgate, and lots more Colgate. Let's go to the Southern Conference. Furman, Sanford tied at first. UNC Greensboro, one game back. Then you get into like the Catamount or Western Carolina, uh, Eastern Tennessee. Wolford, who's constantly there. Chattanooga, who's been there a lot. Uh, I don't see anybody really being a real overall threat. 24-win Furman looks like the team to beat here. They are 8-3 and three on the road. I like that. They've won three straight. Obviously, they win at home. Sanford's, uh, you know, tied at first, but I, I see a lot. And they got 21 wins, right? Um, but again, road worries worry me. Head-to-head matchups worry me. Not being big underneath worries me. Furman is the winner there. Southland Conference, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi Islanders. I like them. Look, they're 20-win team. Uh, they are dominant at home. They can't win on the road. We get it. And Northwestern State can win on the road. I've made a lot of money on Northwestern State this year. And the overs, by the way. This is an over conference. Uh, if there is a, an over-under, if there's a championship game between Texas A&M and Northwestern State, you bet that it's said at like 155. I, I've made a lot of money on Northwestern State. So I'm going to continue to kind of lean with them here and, and hope that they kind of pull it out. Southwestern Athletic Conference, the SWAC Conference, Alcorn State, Grambling, Todd Perverse, Southern Jaguars, and Jacksonville State, three games back. Nobody's a threat here. 19-win Grambling is the obvious choice, but yeah, I just don't like the conference. I've stayed away. Look, you know what I've done? I, I was somebody that was riding, banging on the lower guys, right? Got just, just beating up on the Missouri State Valley uh, with their uh, overall five wins in Florida A&M with their seven wins, and Arkansas Pine Bluff kind of turned on late, but yeah, no, no real, nothing real there. Hey, I mentioned Oral Roberts in my uh, my shows a lot because one of the best best days of my well, let's say best weekends of my life was a couple of years ago when I had Oral Roberts money line and plus the points in day one. Oral Roberts money line and plus the points when they played in game two. And Oral Roberts is eighteen and zero in conference, sixteen and zero at home, eleven and four on the road. They are a scoring machine. I think they have the best scorer in all of college basketball. Yeah, bar none, I think he's still the best. He was the best when he made money, meaning money, and he still is the best. They have a good one-two punch. They've won 14 games in a row to all Oral Roberts. As far as moving forward, yeah, Oral Roberts can certainly start uh, upset a team. If they get, I think they're going to get a 14 seed. If they get a 12 seed, I, I think they're going to get a 13 seed, I should say. I don't think they'll fall as low as a 14. I think they're going to get a, a, a 13 seed. If they get a 12 seed, I'm all in on Oral Roberts again. At a 13 seed, I might be all in also. 
Okay, I might be all in. Also, I am liking Oral Roberts to not only win a game, they might win two games again. I don't, I don't love him as much as I did that year, but there was no one-two punch as good as that one. Remember, Bannon kind of transferred out, but I do like that a lot. Sun Belt Conference, Southern Miss with 25 wins, and Louisiana Raging Cajuns got 23. Marshall's got 24. Marshall's offense is fantastic. Their defense is terrible. So I can't go on Marshall. As fun as they are, and they are a fun team, I can't do it. It's Southern Miss, it's Louisiana. I tend to like Louisiana a little bit more, and I might be getting some points there. Uh, Like I said, West Coast, I'm not talking about them as a mid-major anymore. Gonzaga spends too much money on their basketball program. St. Mary's is a top 25 team. It's one of those two. They, you know, they had a good battle this week. One of those two, and I hope we get them for the championship, but it doesn't really matter. Whoever loses, they're both going to the tournament. I think that Gonzaga is going to be like a three seed this year, maybe a four seed, and I think they're very ripe for the takedown this year early on. They may be a first day out kind of team, depending on who they match up against. I actually believe in St. Mary's a little bit more than them. I think St. Mary's will probably be like a seven seed. Um, and, and I believe in them a little bit more, but I don't see either one of these teams making the second weekend. As nice as a year it's been, just don't buy into it. Finally, the whack Utah Valley Wolverines coming out of nowhere with their 22 wins. They are in first. Sam Houston's not far behind with 22 wins. Got a couple of 19-win teams, Southern Utah, Stephen F. Austin, who they've been there before. Seattle Redhawks, they've been there and, and made a run before. You know, you look at Sam Houston, they got a five-game winning streak, so maybe that's where you lean, but I'm staying away from the rack as well. Again, many more places to be able to go out there and make So that's going to do it, guys. It's mid-major madness. As you can see, I can pick quite a few teams uh, in the underdog role. You're going to be getting a lot of money line teams, a lot of teams that you're going to see once the tournament comes, people are not going to give them any credit to it. It's good to learn now and figure it all out now. I'm Tom Barton. Or Sports Garden, go check us out, sportsgarden.com. Sports Garden over on all of the Twitter and Facebook handles and hashtag SGN. We'll be back and bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.